Welcome, everybody. This is Dr. Gregory Peck from the East Career Development Committee and Career Cast Task Force. I'm at Rutgers University Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. We have the pleasure of having with us today Dr. Mark DeMoya, who has recently been appointed Chief of Acute Care Surgery at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Today, Dr. DeMoya will be discussing global education and training for United States Acute Care Surgery Fellows at international sites. Let me make a distinction here. We conducted a careers cast for the other side of this discussion, which is international fellows to the United States for opportunities. So please refer to that career cast with Dr. Juan Carlos Puyana. Today, Dr. DeMoya instead will be sharing with us his valuable time for this career cast entitled International Rotations for United States Acute Care Surgery Fellows. Dr. DeMoya, welcome. Oh, great to be here. Um, today, we're hoping you can shed some light on some information and uh, some conversations and some momentum that's potentially happening around uh, international exchanges and specifically uh, regarding the fellowships. And I have um, roughly five brief questions. Um, and so without any further delay, we can get right into those questions um, pertaining to international rotations for U.S. fellows. Um, Based on um, your experience uh, and your background in education and training, uh, has any of that contributed to your path in establishing these international opportunities for your fellows at MDH? Well, uh, so Greg, when I was a program director at uh, at Mass General for the uh, RAAST Acute Care Surgery Fellowship, um, it there there seemed to be this mounting interest in. Uh, global health and global surgery, and I really is as, as a result of that that mounting interest uh, that ranged every you know from medical students on up. Uh, we were seeing this. Uh, we really wanted to kind of uh, provide the opportunity for the fellows to explore uh, this facet of uh, of care. So uh, so based on that, uh, we started to explore the possibility of sending fellows uh, uh, to other places, uh, in, in particular because we were focused on trauma and acute care surgery. Uh, we, we, we were looking for large uh, trauma centers um, in, in other countries, and we settled on uh, Baraguanath Hospital uh, in, the, in, in Johannesburg, South Africa, and uh, this was we had a connection there as well that uh, uh, our the division chief at the time was uh, George Belmahos and George uh, had trained there and um, you know certainly put us in touch with uh, the folks uh, in South Africa and in that fellowship when we when we explored I actually went there to kind of look and see what were the uh, what was the experience uh, like um, I think provided people with the opportunity. Uh, the opportunities that we were interested in providing them, uh, which was to, number one, get uh, an idea of what a new, a different system is like, so a new perspective on uh, how other countries might deal with uh, trauma care, um, as well as uh, for them to kind of get uh, really into it and 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 learn uh, from the surgeons over there. It seems um, that you, you mentioned relationship, um, and 
as you uh, talk to others about getting these types of rotations um, generated or started, it seems that a relationship is always the basis of this. Um, without that relationship, as you mentioned, um, do you have a recommendation for the fellows listening um, that, that maybe don't have that type of relationship and want this type of opportunity? Well, it's a great question. I, 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 these, these sorts of rotations, in order for them to be sustainable uh, over a long period of time, uh, which is really what I think is, a, is the goal, um, you know, in terms of the program itself, uh, you have to kind of separate the needs of the fellow uh, from the the needs of the uh, hosting institutions um, because they have to be complementary. Uh, you really need to, to look at programs that have kind of a win-win on both sides. Uh, you know, the fellows get the good experience and they're providing some sort of service uh, whether it could range anywhere from uh, being able to do joint research projects uh, to providing some additional uh, hands-on help uh, type of thing. Uh, there's got to be some uh, value added uh, for the program, for the host comp- uh, uh, program. Um, so, you know, if people don't have, aren't plugged into that kind of, uh, you know, uh, some sort of, um, have some sort of, predetermined relationship, then they really do need, I would, you know, really um, um, ask the fellows to explore uh, other programs that are up and running, uh, you know, that may provide them with some, you know, with a door, with an opening that they could uh, explore a prior relationship and, and piggyback onto that. Now, that may be through folks like yourself, who's uh, got programs in place down to in Columbia, through Rutgers, or uh, through the Pan American Trauma Society uh, and the AAST, uh getting some sort of uh, you know connections in, from those organizations that are working on uh, uh, you know, international rotations. Um, certainly, they are welcome to. Uh, give Dr. David King, who's my partner, uh, who took over for the program director position as I left uh, from Mass General uh, about the South Africa uh, position. Uh, these are all, you know, some some options uh, that that are tangible that uh, people that fellows can explore if they don't already have some sort of uh, connection. Excellent. Now, having said that, uh, what what experience? Um you know, in the first, uh, I know that 2014 was your your year of initiating these types of opportunities. What what exactly was the experience in the first year uh, that you offered your fellows, uh, and and you know how that experience uh, transitioned at all as it uh, as it evolved at all? So in 2014, what what experience did you offer the fellow? So basically, um, you know, we really wanted to, to to provide enough time for the fellow to uh, get a good sense of the the system. Uh, the trauma system there uh, to uh, gain some operative uh, experience with the surgeons there. You know, there's nothing like getting hands, you know, hand on hands on experience uh, side to side uh, in the operating room with uh, surgeons uh, who are experienced and and uh, and ex- extremely expert in in uh, in trauma uh, from that local region. And um, 
so we basically thought that uh, it, it would take at least four weeks uh, to be able to do that. Uh, sometimes uh, our, our, you know, we've discussed potentially expanding, uh, you know, making that a little bit longer because uh, it takes about a week for you to kind of really start to feel comfortable and then, uh, you know, an additional week uh, for the faculty to feel comfortable uh, with you and then it leaves you with almost two weeks, you know, of, of really, uh, you know, diving into things. But um, so that's, uh, um, you know, kind of in terms of the time frame. But, uh, you know, the experiences they had uh, does vary from uh, year to year depending upon what month they wind up rotating there. Uh, if you're going there, in in particular at, at Baraguanath Hospital, uh, is is a, probably the busiest trauma center in in in, in the southern hemisphere. Um, uh, probably uh, close to or next or, or, or you know akin to actually Colombia, some of the experience in Colombia. Um, the the uh, experience really um, uh, requires about four to six weeks uh, in order to really kind of get inculcated into the culture there. Um, and, uh, you know, we also are interested in, in having them learn about the, the system in a safe environment. Um, we also explored, you know, in, in terms of safety, making sure that the fellows are in a safe, uh, you know, housing, able to, uh, uh, um, commute in a safe way to the hospital. Uh, South Africa is a little bit easier because, uh, all the healthcare professionals there speak English. Uh, so it was easy to communicate uh, with them. Now, with the patients, uh, you know, there's several uh, languages that are spoken in South Africa um, that, uh, you know, that, that you typically, they would use a, an interpreter for one of the uh, nurses or one of the other physicians uh, to uh, get some interpretation but or translation. But, um, you know, so that evolved a little bit. Um, uh, figuring out what the right time is for the individual programs uh, um, in terms of uh, when what what month for the uh, uh, the fellows program is easiest to let them go for uh, that amount of time um, you know it depends upon the the you know the local institution's needs and and educational programming um and you know over time the relationship has also evolved uh which was an important part of trying to encourage that uh, uh that win-win uh so we've you know certainly have had uh great success in in developing uh closer relations and and providing them with uh feedback and and help uh from a uh you know collaborative and research standpoint uh which i think they they've enjoyed and um you know but i think that uh, that's something that always can be improved upon and uh, i think it should take priority in 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 thinking about these programs these opportunities uh do you think do you think they should target certain types of fellows or appeal to certain types of fellows or or is this a general experience that you're recommending to your fellows is it based on interest um, is this something that's potentially generating a career for somebody or just an experience in fellowship? What do you think about that? Well, I think all of the above. You know, I think that, uh, honestly, all fellows, 
who are doing a two-year critical, uh, you know, acute care surgery fellowship uh, should be doing some international rotation uh, because it, it, I have never had a fellow come back, uh, or uh, for that matter, of residents too, because we've sent residents there as well, mm-hmm. uh, come back from these sorts of rotations and said, "Boy, I wish I didn't, you know, go to that rotation." Um, yeah. Everybody has always, uh, uh, you know, uh, really enjoyed the rotation and learned a lot from it. And so, there's, I think that in particular for acute care surgery. Um, we are positioned in a way in terms of our very broad type of training uh, that positions us in a way that's very uh, useful and uh, uh, important for global surgery in general. Um, And we should be taking the lead on that uh, aspect. Um, So that's why I think that it actually should be part of the fabric of our of our fellowships, um, but I recognize that you know there's there are programs that just they don't have this, the infrastructure or the or the the um, uh, the connections, the relationships, and so forth established. But there should be some sort of uh, um, collaboration with other institutions, perhaps that do have the relationships, and and that will eventually grow. Um, so it's I think that acute care surgery Fellows are uh, well-positioned for this sort of rotation. Um, I I think that it's helpful for anybody who's interested in, in obviously, uh, developing a career in in, uh, global surgery uh, and other facets of surgery. Um, But I think that that acute care surgery is uniquely positioned uh, to serve a need uh, in global uh, health. So... um, yeah, that's that. Uh, that's I think that it's uh, you know just fantastic for fellows to do. With your experience uh, starting in 2014, I would imagine, um, you know, just the idea of offering something like this to your fellows um, is just the just the start. Um, and then there's a whole host of planning and implementation that follows. Could you um, could you outline for the listener? that planning and that implementation process um, that you went through leading up to the 2014-2015 experience? Uh, I guess I should should delineate, too, this would be more of a a program planning and program implementation that the fellow would would, um, sort of follow um, the program's lead on this. Uh, But I think the fellows listening or the the trainees listening – perhaps not having fellowships um, offering this type of global elective at their particular institution right now, just hearing the planning implementation process uh, from the program's perspective may be helpful helpful for them for where they end up potentially creating their own programs. Sure. So, number one, you have to decide, uh, you know, what the goals are of the rotation. Um, and they need to be in line with, what the educational goals of the fellowship are. So that's number one, first and foremost, you know, if, if we're talking about fellows going. Uh, number two, if you're in a AAST acute care surgery fellowship or if you're going to become a, a faculty in, in, in an institution that has one of those fellowships and you want to develop this program, uh, you need to uh, follow the instructions that are provided by the AAST uh, 
for uh, going through an approval process for this uh, for an international rotation. Um, once you um, take a look at that, that gives you a kind of an outline of what to look for and 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 how to put together a proposal uh, for the AAAC. It also will uh, alert you, you know, to the other things, other facets that you need to take in consideration, like, you know, developing a a um, uh, kind of a a letter of intent or a, uh, um, a memorandum of understanding uh, with the institution that you're going to be going to, so that there's an institutional agreement uh, for this educational experience that needs to be, uh, uh, you know, approved by. Both institutions. Um, once you have an agreement in place that uh, uh, you know that it makes sense, um, then then you need to also consider the cost, the 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 um, uh, the time frame for it, uh, the safety involved, uh, the uh, how the the fellow is going to be is the fellow going to be continue to be paid? Um, are they going to have insurance coverage? You know, these are all the other aspects that uh, the, the fellowship programs need to take in consideration as they start to uh, work through the details of doing such a rotation. Um, so once a proposal is put together, um, if you're in a AASD-approved fellowship, then that proposal will then go to the AASD uh, um, um, Acute Care Surgery Committee uh, and uh, then be approved by the committee as well as then be reviewed and approved by the board of managers. And uh, and then once that approval is obtained, then it's a matter of uh, just making it happen. Um, obviously, there's a, a number of steps uh, to get to that point. Um, I think that uh, if you're going to uh, become a, a, an attending at a, an institution that doesn't have one of these programs in place, I think that you should definitely talk to uh, somebody who has, uh, you know, one of the program directors who has a international rotation in place to uh, kind of help maybe jumpstart some of their uh, uh, some of the ideas as well as the relationships. So uh, um, uh, that's that that will help facilitate uh, this actually happening. Um, and then, you know, as far as the cost is concerned, um, it, it in general it costs about, um, you know, all inclusive. Uh, you know, it depends upon where you go, of course. But in general, I found uh, talking to other programs about ten thousand uh, dollars for a uh, four to six week rotation uh, when you include costs of travel, uh, room and board. Um, you know those sorts of things, um, insurance and application processes, and for licensing uh, in the in the in the country and so forth. So um, that's just a ballpark figure, uh, but you'll need to kind of uh, nail that down and then ensure that you have institutional, uh, you know, departmental or divisional support to do that. Um, there are some programs that have global surgery centers that are willing uh, to support. That uh, rotation, um, you know, they're, they they have some funds to help support rotations for residents, um, but also rotations for fellows, and so you might be able to tap into uh, um, that source as well. Um, uh, 
you know, to 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 make it happen. So those are some of the you know, at least you know preliminary thoughts, some of the nitty gritty uh, that you can get started with. Thank you. What um, what seems to come up is um, the the matter the matter of reciprocity, um, and if we or bidirectionality, if we send our fellows to um, sites across the world, um, how do we assure uh, a reciprocity? So, could you just touch on that a bit um, with your experience and with your fellows uh, going to Africa? Uh, what what comes to mind um, that the other institution benefits from from something like this? Is it if they're if they're on a purely clinical rotation? You know, is there education? Is there training? Is there systems teaching? Is there is there research? Or if you look at the trauma systems, for example, is there registry implementation, data collection? You know, what what is that reciprocity in, in your particular case? So in in our case, it was more focused on research collaboration. Uh, efforts, um, but yeah, I, I mean that's an important part. As I uh, mentioned earlier, is is you know having that win-win uh, for both institutions. You know, one thing you have to keep in mind is, you know, if you go over there as a fellow, um, many of these places are training uh, their own residents uh, to, uh, you know, to, to be uh, surgeons. And the last thing we want to do is to negatively impact uh, their own trainees. Um, so that you have to be really sensitive about and uh, ensure that that doesn't happen. Um, you know, there's been some talk in some institutions uh, about uh, having kind of a dedicated uh, U.S. Uh, Q-care surgery type of rotation uh, without, uh, um, you know, um, uh, kind of overlapping responsibilities with uh, a, uh, a native um, uh, trainee, and uh, so that's something that I think, is, and all the things that you mentioned, uh, you know, regarding uh, you know other avenues for providing that uh, that win-win um, are are valid. You really do have to go to the local institution and then find out from them what would they find to be of value uh, and and base it on that. And you can provide them with a list of possibilities, but they may have other possibilities uh, that you need to, to consider. And, um, uh, you know, so I think that what's important is is that, you know, we allow them to make that decision about what they would like to see their win uh, look like, uh, rather than us saying, "Well, this is what we're going to provide you," um, you know. Um, so, so that I think is uh, something we need to be uh, uh, sensitive about. Um, and you know, in some countries, people don't realize that. In some countries, uh, like Colombia, um, some countries uh, their residents are paying for that training. They're not being paid. Yes. They're paying for that 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 experience. And so think about it. You know, if you had if somebody, you know, was coming, you know, and getting in your way and you were actually paying money for it, uh uh and you know, and you don't have much money to to begin with, um that's a big deal. And so that really needs to be um you have to kind of tread that water lightly and make sure that uh, you're not stepping on toes and 
and that relation those relationships don't get hurt because if those relationships fall apart then it will jeopardize you know your uh the ability for future fellows uh to rotate there and uh and lose out on that experience absolutely um where where do you see um as as this is um you know being initiated at different programs um this this by no means is something new under the sun um, people have been in international exchanges for for many many years i think the formality of it may may perhaps be um something that is new um with that formality where do you see this or or i should say where 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 do you like to see this going um over the next uh, 3 to 5 years so i i mean i would love to be able to see kind of a hub, a hub and spokes program uh type of structure where uh a variety of hubs around the country um um provide a means uh for regular uh sustainable rotations down in, in you know in in a variety of international venues um you know i think that each hub should probably be connected with one program um and having something formal like that and predictable um is key you know trying to set something up you know in the middle of the amazon uh you know and going there for a couple of weeks uh without much infrastructure there or, or or some sort of educational structure program uh is just not it's not a sustainable model and so uh really sustainability is uh is really important and um uh and so uh you know having a thoughtful approach uh and potentially having these hubs of international uh rotations where uh where institutions can send their fellows and be part of the program on a regular basis so that you know you know no one program um you know is able to necessarily uh is not always able to sustain uh this sort of ongoing relationship um but there may be a few uh hubs uh that can uh that then can provide the platform for fellows to uh to rotate uh through and they've already provided the the background work and so forth and set up the infrastructure and and the educational experience uh so as to uh make it easy for new for institutions who are new to this sort of thing uh to get on board okay um with with um the topic that you mentioned global surgery um i understand that global surgery is is not a particular area i mean um there are many subspecialties that are doing these types of uh rotations and international exchanges um so with saying that acute care surgery um and the programs that are being initiated um we 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 are talking uh, i think more toward you know the operative component uh, of this of this um opportunity this elective if you if you if you will um but um what i've what i've noticed uh and and please um uh, elaborate on this for me is that the clinical aspects of these rotations um should not be the primary focus um there's a concept that's um described as surgical colonialism 
Um, and I think uh, with that, um, what what are some of the recommendations uh, going forward with these types of programs that we can be assured um, not to have that um, that uh, that perspective or, or or be at jeopardy of having that perspective of surgical colonialism? Well, I mean that's the whole n- notion of this win-win you know concept. Um, uh, there's got to be something in it for them, and um, and that's the bottom line. So so I think that that's key to ensuring that uh, there's no not even a perception of abuse in any way. Um, there are a lot of programs, and you know, kind of you know uh, this sort of um, operative tourism uh, type of thing. Uh, which is me- different than the medical tourism that we hear about, you know, where patients are actually going to countries to get, you know, operations. But I'm talking about operative, you know, tourists that kind of go to a place just for the two weeks and or whatever and operate and, um, you know, uh, and then leave and may or may not come back. Um, uh, that's a problem. So So we need to be able to ensure that there's, uh, follow-up care, that there's a collaboration with uh, local surgeons um, with or local physicians, nurses, and that sort of thing uh, to ensure that the patient care doesn't suffer in any uh, way whatsoever, uh, and, 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 then, and then ensuring there's a, a sustainability there, that there's a sustainable program that is recurrent and has a goal in mind. And the goal is 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 uh, as you say uh, bidirectional bidirectional you know where the it's not just in the fellow's interest to go there <clears throat> but then it's also in the interest of the institution that's hosting to have that collaboration and well, however that may and that can be formulated as I've mentioned you know however the lo- that's determined by the local uh, institution you know and and the host institution in terms of where their greatest needs are and how we might be able to partner with them to make that happen. It may, you know, ultimately help improve capacity uh, there for them to provide surgical care uh, for patients. Uh, you know, it may provide a, an avenue where we might have some of our own U.S. surgeons uh, go over there to uh, enrich, perhaps, um, the their their trainees' experience uh, just by having a, a different uh, uh, perspective or, uh, uh, um, you know, a supplemental uh, uh, teacher. <clears throat> you know, so um, these are, uh, you know, really important aspects of these programs as we start to, you know, think about formalizing them. In the last couple of minutes, um, now that you've worked through um, some of the kinks and some of the um, implementation uh, over the last couple of years, is there anything that you wish you would have done a little bit differently um, or if there's anything looking back that, um, um, you know, delayed things or or made things more difficult for you or your fellows or your host institutions? Well, you know, one of the big delays <clears throat> that you that everybody suffers from when they do these sorts of rotations is the licensing piece of it, which is a detail, but it's an important detail. Uh some countries require uh more licensing uh hurdles to jump over than others. 
um, but that's something to look into very early on. So, you know, we had we ran into a problem early on where, you know, we we set up a four week rotation, but um, you know the the person wasn't uh, credentialed or wasn't licensed uh, until the second week when they were there. That was a big problem, and so uh, that was fixed. But uh, you know, so keeping in mind these. Some of the details. Uh, there are going to be obstacles. Getting getting a, a a head start on 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 things way far in advance, uh, more in advance than you than you think. You need to leave at least six months uh, ahead of time um, to have these these sorts of things you know, squared away. Um, honestly, sometimes even closer to a year. To make sure that uh, the ball is rolling and and, and uh, uh, you know the the path is clear for the fellow to have a good experience there. Um, I think that uh, also just ensuring that uh, you touch base as a program back with the host institutions periodically. Uh, you know, you know something that's easily lost is once a program gets up and running and it's going you know pretty well. Or you think it's going well is just ensuring that you check in check in with them and make sure that you know there aren't things that have evolved or needs that they that have changed uh so as to you know keep that relationship uh real and live um, I really think that uh doing a site visit um uh, periodically by the program director uh or whoever's taking the lead uh for the rotation is key. Uh, to those to that relationship, uh, so that uh, there should be investment in in time uh, for that. Excellent. Um, in conclusion, is there any last comments you'd like to make that I may may not have asked you about, or you find that's important for the for the fellow that's looking for these types of opportunities? Uh, well, I mean, my advice is just do it. Uh, you, you just, you should do it. You should, this, the fellowship is a perfect time to, uh, to, uh, to get that experience, um, or even right after your fellowship. Um, but I think that it, they're very, uh, rewarding and rich, uh, programs out there, uh, that you can become part of. And I would, uh, really encourage you to do it. I have, again, it's pretty rare to find somebody who goes to an established program um, and that to, uh, who says that they regret doing the rotation. Uh, and it will also open up doors uh, in, in, in your mind to um, what the rest of the world has to contend with. And uh, it may potentially spark a interest that may grow to a flame of passion uh, in, uh, for uh, uh, international work. Um, the globe is becoming smaller, and I think that we need to play uh, an increasing uh, role in uh, global surgery. So I would uh, go for it. Thank you. On behalf of East Career Development Committee, I would like to thank Dr. Mark DeMoya for taking time to speak with us today. I am Gregory Peck, uh, and I hope you enjoyed the program. When you find a moment of time, please visit the EAST website at www.east.org for more EAST career podcasts and other valuable information. Thank you for listening. Thank you.